0: Hey everybody and welcome to Coast to Coast. Uh, this is September 9th of 2020 and I'm your host Rick Seligman and we are going to talk some Habs hockey tonight. So this is going to be a bit of a different ac- episode uh, today. Uh, usually I work with a, a script to introduce everything. I'm not doing that today. We're kind of ad-libbing. So tonight I'm here with, uh, it's just me and Jeff. So Jeff Head, who was on uh, the last episode, he is from Nova Scotia, and he is, I believe he's a fireman, and uh, amongst other things, and uh, a big hockey fan, knows his stuff. He's the guy that sounded like Ken Dryden on the last one, if you listened To me, anyway, he sounds like Ken Dryden. <laughs> so Jeff's with us tonight, and we are going to talk about uh, a bunch of different things, uh, what you would expect this week because of the uh, trade for Jake Allen. Um, and there's a, a few other things I'd like to talk about. Max Domi and his changing his agent and uh, the rumors about Patrick Liney and Oliver ekman Larson, and stuff like that. And we're going to introduce a new segment called Outside the Box and we'll tell you about it, what it's all about when we get to it. And uh, so uh, with me tonight, like I said, is Jeff. And Jeff, say hi to everybody. Hello. Howie tonight uh, you want to say anything about yourself or you want to get right into everything uh-huh. do you want to say uh, introduce yourself in any other way than I did? No, I don't think it sounds that's that, okay that hit the nail. <laughs> okay okay so um we're going to um talk about a bunch of different things um now, we're going to talk about that uh, that outside-the-box uh, segment. I just want to tell everybody, that was kind of Jeff's idea we were talking on Twitter last night. And he came up with a really good idea, I think, for this segment. So I hope you guys are going to like that. It's going to be a little bit later in the episode. I also mm-hmm. should say, just in case you notice that all of a sudden – Mm -hmm. Jeff's not there anymore. It's Mm -hmm. because he gets called away to a fire. That could happen while we're talking. So you never know. So there's that excitement. Uh, Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, first up is um, this week. Is it this week or what day are we today? Um, In the last week, Jake Allen was acquired by Montreal Canadiens to back up um, Carey, I keep wanting to say Patrick. I always do that when I'm talking about Carry Price. Uh, to back up Carry Price, um, he's They're the one in the same to me.
1: The only difference is the rings.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, exactly, right? <laughs> so uh, they got Jake Allen to back up Carry Price. He is probably the first legitimate backup goaltender we've had um, in the longest time. The last time we've had two really good goaltenders was when Halak was here, uh, I believe that was, what, 2010? And uh, we were just talking about it before, Jeff and I, and he was saying that. And it wasn't the same Carey Price that was here because he was a lot younger and, you know, really different. So now we've got a really good backup behind him, and I think he's just going to see that much better result from the goaltender um, in any particular game. So, what do you think about the trade so far? Um, well, not so far, he hasn't played. But what do you think about the trade? And what do you think it signals, like that he he pulled off a trade like this? Um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say attacking the problem, but um, you know the, the problem of the backup goaltender, he decided to handle that like really early and right away. What do you think that signals for the rest of the things that we're all hoping that he does over? It? in the off season. Well,
1: I think you used the right word. He definitely attacked the problem. He was aggressive. He didn't wait around. Mark Bergevin just said, I'm tired of this and we're going to fix it. And it's a one-year contract. Who, who cares about the money on a one-year deal? There's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. If it doesn't work out, you trade them at the deadline and you probably get a better pick back for him. than you traded away to get them. Uh, Jake Allen's very capable backup. He's not a trustworthy starter, but he definitely uh, is a, a better backup goaltender than, like you said, than we've had here in years. Uh, I was trying to rack my brain to think of some of the backups we had over the last 10 years. And like I'm coming up with guys like Al Montoya. <laughs> like, so what's that tell you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
0: There's been nobody in the last 10 in years, that, really. And people well, we can say whatever that, they
1: want to say about Carey Price and his contract. Carey Price didn't have that contract yeah,
0: back then. <laughs> I think the best backup we had was Peter Budai for that two of his one. three years. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, even at that, not, not – fully reliable every night, but he was he was good for two of the three years. Yeah, uh, So but he was also
1: a guy you didn't yeah. you weren't expecting him to go in there and win half his games either though. We got a guy no, now that exactly can go in and win half it it half or more than half of his games with Jake Allen.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That's the difference. You got a guy that you can have confidence in when you put him in the net. And I had him in a video earlier, I'm not sure which one too Pretty like a month or so, somewhere around a month ago, where I said that uh, that's the guy I would like them to go out and trade for because it made a lot of sense. St. Louis needed to move a contract or more, and uh, that made a lot of sense with one year left that they would move him. And uh, and he would be really – like it was a huge improvement. You can rely on the guy. He's a quality backup goaltender. So, yeah, I'm really um, – I'm really happy. For me, I'm really happy with that deal. I don't care how much it costs. Like you said, it's a one year deal. And b- believe me, if they decide that uh, Primo's not ready next year, um, they they can resign Allen, And it won't cost $4.35 to resign him. It's going to be less. Than yeah, him. I figure he's going to be, not be getting like that two and a half, maybe three, depending on how many right, games exactly. he plays, right? Right. And how like if he's lights out this year and he actually, you know, price gets hurt and he plays a lot of games. I mean, I, maybe that'd be different. But, uh, you know, you can't think that that's what's going to happen. So more than likely, he's not getting that same kind of money. It's, it's I can't see that happening. So if we resign him, it's not at four on four million or whatever. No. It's going to be a lot less. And, uh, you know, you might find that they do that because they want Primo to have that extra year, which is what I would like to see. Well, that's so, you know, it's a Primo 21. Sorry,
1: go ahead. He's 21. Exactly. He's got at least two more years before you. That's what I figured. And when you do bring him up by that time, maybe carry price is only a 40 start goaltender, 41 start. Right. Right. And yeah, that's not a bad thing.
0: No. No, I for one, I don't think the timing a lot of people say the timing for Primo is not really great because he'll come uh, up too uh, early, he'll be he'll be re- he'll be ready before Price's contract is done and price won't want to step down and away and all that. I don't agree with any of that.
1: I think the timing's off by a year or two, to be honest with you. I do think it's off by a year or two. Um well, that's not the worst thing. It's not like so it split starts. But also at the same time, Caden Primo still has to work out like he has to be good enough to replace Carey Price, and we don't know that that's going to happen yet. We all right. hope it does. That's right. But things can change. Right. He could – I hope this doesn't happen, but he could get injured tomorrow, and his whole career could
0: change his career path. Right. like No, that's true. But I mean, <laughs> those kind of things, you can't really – you know, you can't look – to the future and then try to figure those kind of things out. That's just, you know, that could happen. Yeah, of course. But you can't factor that into when you're planning the future, you know? No, but you you can prepare, so,
1: you can, you can have a little bit of insurance behind that too. Right. Like, let's,
0: oh, I, I know what you're getting let's at. Let's be
1: honest. I, I think we, I know. We don't are. have other than Primo, we don't have any goaltending prospects.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> I You're getting, I know you're getting to them picking Askarov. Well, if you think that,
1: <laughs> I, I want him, but that, that's just my personal preference. I always, I believe, you go for the best player available, no matter what. Through the position is, and he's the top-ranked goaltender, and he's probably the best goaltender we've seen since Carey Price, in my opinion. Um, I think if he's there at 16, you take him.
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll be there. I don't when, what, think he 16. will be either. I think he'll go top 10. You, you know what? I had him going. I did a mock draft uh, two days ago, some, three days ago. I had him probably going where he's not going to. I had said about Carolina that I didn't think they needed goalies and that I didn't think they, he w- they would take him, but that would be a spot. And I could see that, okay, he could probably go there, but I didn't think they needed goalies. Turns out because I got a comment or two from some uh, Canes fans, and they said, "No, I'm wrong on that." But they think that Canes will take him. Well, here's because they do need goalie. Here's the
1: thing: what is he? Nineteen? Everybody
0: needs a goalie in four or five years, probably. Well, they say Askarov will be ready as soon as next year or the year after. Ah, well, uh, uh, that's
1: a lot of that's a lot to put on a kid. I can't remember who was the last guy that really did that. Mark Andre Fleury. I oh, no,
0: uh price did it.
1: Yeah, Pri- Price did it. Price didn't. He played. He played a couple seasons in the
0: AHL though, didn't he? No, and he, I think it was one. You no, know, when he first joined the AHL, they won the Calder. Yeah, know, uh, the Calder Cup. Okay, so that, and then I, I believe it was either one more season, and then he was here the next season. But he also had Halak, right? I- we had like halak, price
1: wasn't yeah. our, he wasn't halak was playing the majority of the games and especially during that playoff run it was halak it wasn't price geez i remember no i don't, i remember fans I wanting don't. to trade price and booing him
0: back then yeah. oh oh that was the big thing here in montreal you were yeah. i if you were a Haves fan you were I, halak or you were a price guy i was a price yeah. guy and i'm not saying that because that's Turned out, I literally, I really was a price guy, but there were a lot of people that were really Halak guys. Now Halak is a good goalie; he is, there's no doubt. But, but he's not but a generational is... right? He's not, he, right? He, but he's a good goalie. I would love him to have come back this next season for next season. Yeah. That's who I really wanted. But they they signed him right away. And, the Bruins are and I, think, I, think Ascroft can be a
1: generational talent. Like everybody goes on about the draft when Carey Price was selected. And you think about the guys that were in that draft, and how many of them were generational talents at their at their positions. Right. Price Price was is that you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's, yeah, he he's the best so. goaltender we've seen in the last ten years. Now, are there guys close to Price? Yes, there definitely is. And there's always, I mean, this this is true for goaltending. doesn't matter what era or decade. There's always a goaltender that has a good or really excellent couple of years. And then they fall off and they never reach that again. Price never oh. seems to ever dip real low. And he's pretty consistent. And that's... That's what you get with Price. He's pretty consistent. He has bad moments. Every goaltender does. Every hockey player does. Just when a a goaltender has a bad moment, everybody sees it. Jonathan Drouin woke there for five games and have a bad moment every shift. Sure, people are going to scream and holler at him, but he's also only going to play 11 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a huge difference difference when the goalie's having a hard
0: time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really shows. It does. So we we didn't get to the second part. What do you think this signals for the for how is approaching making changes this off season?
1: I think it signals that he realized. Well, I, I think he always realized that there was a problem with the backup. Um, he, it just shows that they're willing to spend the money to fix the problem. And they've been sitting on cap for the last two years. Well, now they're going to spend it. That's what I figure is going to happen this offseason. I figure this team will be maxed out on its cap. I don't think they'll be stupid about it because over the next two seasons, there's a lot of guys that can move in and out of this lineup. So I don't think Montreal is in a bad spot, even if they do sign a free agent to a bigger deal than everybody thinks they should, because in a couple of years, you're going to have some guys coming off, off the books that if they're not playing well and they're aging, you don't have to bring them back. Right. Right? Like there's flexibility. With their all, the certainly like Montreal's in a good spot. They got flexibility. They've got draft picks. They've got prospects. It's, this is, when you make your move. I think this is Bergevin is just, I think this is the year that the, he's finally going to say, all right, there's stuff out there. We need, we got the money to do it. And we don't know when we're going to have the opportunity to be in this position. Again, we don't know. We know what's going to happen with the hockey season next year. Let's just do it and, and see where we end up. Like, I think it's, yeah, not. I, Oh, I was just going to say, like, I think it's time, like, everybody knows Price, Weber, Gallagher, like, these guys, these going. guys are <laughs> reaching the end of their window. Yeah. So you've that's got where I was to, going. if you're going to have these guys around for a, a real cup run, then you need to bring in younger talent that can play with or surpass the play of these guys to carry these guys so they're still reliable excellent players but they don't have to be at the top of their game every night where you can have two or three younger guys like a Suzuki that can carry the load some
0: like right and with the no go ahead go ahead ahead. no, just with the emergence of uh, Suzuki, with KK playing as well as he did in the playoffs, it kind of like you know what the timing is on those guys maybe a little earlier than we thought. So we have an opportunity here to go for it maybe this this uh, year and take advantage of that and the fa- and and not waste Price and Weber and all that and they'll run out of time. You know what I mean. Well, it, to me, it just seems like this sh- if
1: the process got accelerated by what we saw in the play in round and the first round of the playoffs, we saw the young kids take the next step. We also saw guys that didn't progress, didn't really ro- regress. And like, if those guys play better, then, and the kids play better. And the guys that do what they do night in, night out all the time, like Price, Weber, even Luckin, in my opinion, that's a pretty stable team. So next year's like a, it's a freebie. If you max it out, it's a freebie because the next season, you can fix your mistakes again because you have so many guys with coming off the cap and you can decide whether you're keeping this guy and letting that guy go and you can go and try and get someone else. Right. Like to me, like there's just this next season is a freebie season. That that's a good way to put it. Like you can take a shot and if it doesn't work out, you're not screwed for the next five seasons. You can fix it in another one more season.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that's what they're doing because, uh, I I, otherwise I don't think he makes this move that quickly. And uh, with maybe that guy, you know what I mean? He might, I I just don't think he, he, it's a very decisive move. He brought in a guy that is not, well, he might be good. He's a reclamation project, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's, you're not doing that. You're bringing in a guy, you know, is good. You're saying something it's, this is signaling something. So I think you're right. It's, this is a year he's been waiting for. He's been saving his cap money for, he's been aligning all the contracts in the situation and he's got to take advantage of it now. (laughs) I think that's where we're at. Okay. We spent enough time on that subject. We've got to move on. I did say a a few subjects that we got to talk about when when I introduced everything. So, uh, cause we could probably talk about this all night. I think (laughs) that's my favorite favorite
1: part is the, what can you do?
0: What options are available? That's what I love. Yeah, I know.
1: I love that. I know. i watching that. the
0: games. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that with you. you. do, And you come up with some good options, stuff I would never have thought about, I have to tell you. So, yeah, I kind of defer to you a lot of times on those things because of that. So let's move on to uh, Max Domi because that's another big thing. Because not only is the rumors about, you know them probably, can they resign him? Are they going to trade him? um he wiped his the hats off of his social media, which he put back, but you know all these things, and then he went and he changed agents from Pat Breeson, who was a, he's a friend of uh, uh Mark Bergervasi he had figure it's an easy negotiation shouldn't be hard, wouldn't be anybody holding out and causing problems and that can come to terms on money, and he changes him for Darren Farris who I guess all you have to say is he's Mitch Marner's agent, and we saw what circus that was, yeah, and I've done some research, I did a video and I did research, and I read the articles about everything and I don't see this being good for like negotiations and for them being able to sign him because we're in for some probably some rough negotiations I, so what do you what do you think of that what do i I don't think Bershvin's not
1: that agent saw blood in the water with Dubas. Dubas wants to be play, he wants to be friends with the players. He, Bershvin's not that. He's, this is what the offer is take it or leave it. We've seen him already do it with Markov and Radulov. This is the offer first come, first serve. Bergevin doesn't play games. Dubas. Okay, so Dubas played right into their hands. He did. Right? He and really did. So I don't think the age is that big an issue. I think don't some of okay. this is a little bit Domi's immatureness. We are talking about a guy. How old is yeah. he? 23? 25. 25? No, he's 25. He's 25. Yeah. So, he's just, he's just, he's a little immature. And that's what you get with guys that age, right? True. And the whole social media removing the Habs office thing, like, I just think that was just to do exactly what it did. Get people fired up. Get people on the radio talking. Get fans talking. And it worked. I also think his father probably has more to do with Ty Domi's career situations than we as fans really know. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing though. Like I think his father probably looks after a lot of that stuff, especially maybe even negotiations and, and his agents and all that kind of stuff. I think his father probably takes the reins on that. And I just think the whole Domi, the stuff he's kind of doing, I think he's just kind of showing us he's, he can be a little bit of a Brad Marchant if he wants to be and kind of just get everybody's that's hair up okay. with a, with, a, an with an point. odd comment or something just to, you know what I mean?
0: No, oh, I do. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I Vince, think that's all it is. I'm I don't gonna... think there's anything
1: to it. I think if, if he wants to be back, he will be back. Um, if he doesn't want to come back then th- they'll trade him I don't believe the all the talk that I've heard the last week or so that the franchise has moved on from him the only way I see them moving on from him is if they get the value for him in a trade that they believe is good enough like I don't think they're just going to trade him away f- for a bag of pox, like just because they think, oh, yeah. he, he 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 he's got a bad attitude or whatever. Like, I I don't think I don't. Th- it this is business. That's it, that's that's a oh, stupid way to be. Yeah. You don't hold grudges in in business. You uh, you work with who you need to work with to get to where you want to be. Sometimes you uh, work with people you right. don't like.
0: Yeah, if you want to succeed, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So I see it. And I, I think you, you make an interesting point. I hadn't really thought of some of that, but I don't know. I just, I find it really like odd that you, you take a guy, unless he's worried that Brisson's too friendly with Bergevin, not going to get him the money he deserves. And maybe the term, I don't know. That's what something I was thinking about. Cause I did a, a video about it. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't know. You make you actually make some good points. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, yeah, he could be just acting up, he's a young guy, it's true. Uh, but I, I just think it, it's a bad signal or it's a bad, uh, it's got a bad, um, well, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it, but it's uh, not, optic. it's I not here, like it can be fixed, like nothing's happening. Oh, yeah, it that's true, but then, okay, but then. Okay so say they fix it and they don't trade him where do they where does he play see this is what, so i think it, like it kind of ties in so where do you think he plays if they don't if they don't trade him for me he's my second line left left wing to start the season so and and do you take any stock into the fact that they say well he doesn't want to play there he doesn't want to play there
1: the, uh, if he was
0: dead set what,
1: if he's dead set on playing center, then, yeah. then he's we'll gonna have it. to he's gonna have to outwork Miami Suzuki, and Dano. Prove it. That's what training camps
0: for. Well, this is true. But do you want okay, because you could you could trade him at, I mean you don't have to trade him now. If he doesn't work out or it doesn't work out, you could trade him at any point. Yeah. That's true. But um I don't know. It seems to me that um, it's a risk, though. You know, First of all, though, I do say this. He's a player on the team. He's not a big enough star to say, well, I'm not playing left wing. The only thing he could do is he could purposely not play well. I don't think Max Domi is capable of that, though. He goes out think on the ice. I,
1: think in- I don't think he's capable of he play- not playing well, but I do think he's capable of pouting.
0: He can pout, but, okay, here's what my point was. He gets out on the ice, he's kind of, no, you're right, if he's in a bad mood, but if he's, you know, he he has that, it's kind of like Gallagher in a way, you know, that infectious drive and enthusiasm. And I think when he gets out and he plays, it kind of takes over. So I don't see him going out there for a whole season anyway and playing like crap because he wants to play center. But what does that do for him? All that does is make it harder for him to get out of town if he wants out of town. That's the whole point. Right, Right. exactly. So why would he want to go out and play? So I think if you put him there, he may have a game or two he's not happy, maybe even a week, but he's going to start playing his game because that's just who he is. That's
1: my fault. Well, and it also comes down to what Julian does with him if he only gives them 10 minutes a night, eight minutes a night, sure. that's when you're going to have to trade him because that's the problem with the coach. Well, so it's either you get rid of the coach and you keep the player or you get rid of the player and keep the coach. That's that's where you get to. And like you said, Domi's not a big enough star in this league that he's a coach killer.
0: No, no. But let me ask you this, though, because there's, there's talk that uh, him and uh, Domi and Julian aren't. Seeing eye to eye. I think that's. Do you think that's? You think that's what's going on? Just the media. I think that's. There's nothing else to talk about. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I I don't. You know, I didn't get that impression ever about Max Domi that he would be that type of a person that he's going to have petty quarrels with his coach. I well, you know what I mean. I think
1: every player does at some point, depending on. I mean yeah sure there's all kinds of joe Sakic's out there that are that are team leaders and and whatever and usually your team leader and your coach are on the same wag leg all the time but there's all kinds of personalities right. in those dressing rooms and there's all kind con- these guys have been coached through minor hockey right to the NHL they've had different coaches their whole careers they've played with different teammates you're never going to get everybody in a dressing room to agree all the time on everything. All that really matters is whatever your role is on the team, you go out and execute your your role to the best of your ability to help your team win. And that's what really matters. And they all know that. That's why they're at where they're at.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. I mean that's what hockey's about. That's what hockey's about. It's a team sport. If you don't execute your role, your team won't be as good. Obviously, you know, uh, if anybody doesn't know that, you don't know hockey. I think, cuz uh, that's what it is. Everybody goes out, y'all have a role to play. You have to buy into your role or you're going to affect your team negatively. And you, and they, they they wouldn't get where they are if they're always not playing their role. Exactly. Like so, yeah,
1: like maybe yeah, so we might I, see I, it's like that in the mean, queue or something, where a, a player thinks they're bigger yeah. than their team yeah. and or some or like, you know what I
0: mean, but you're not going to see that at the NHL level. That's, with that's why I don't, I don't get this thing with him. Well, oh, he doesn't want to play wing. Well, but that's the role they have for him. I think he wants to be. on this team. That's.
1: I don't think he wants to play on the wing. He wants to be a center. If I was in the NHL and I put seventy two points up in, in Montreal, which was the highest point total by a player in how many years, I'm not I can't remember the years, but it's been a long time. And that's true. You did it playing center, I would want the opportunity to do that again, especially if it
0: meant I'm going to get paid more. Okay, but if you follow that up with 44 points, you do lose a little bit
1: of leverage on that. Well, and that's what happened. Do you blame the player? for? Being, I don't yeah. blame the player for being frustrated. He didn't have a season like he had the year before. I'd be frustrated too. Right.
0: No, definitely. That's true. But, I mean, you have to understand that you maybe can't say, well, I'm a center and I'm... Although Julian seeing him as a center doesn't help the situation, that's another thing that's kind of weird about that—that that he would come out and say that. I, I think that was the honest to god truth, though. Well, no, I don't think he would say it. He would say it if it's not the truth. I, I think it is. But it's, I just find it weird that—I just I find it weird. Well,
1: see, one of the worst things and best things that happened to the Montreal Canadiens last—not last year, but the year before. The St. Louis winning the cup. St. Louis runs four lines, right? And they don't. Yeah, they have. I mean, they have. They have Tarasenko, but if Brian O'Reilly, he's he's not a superstar in the league. He's a no, he's true. an excellent player, but he's not a superstar. Alex Steen, no. he's not a superstar. Braden Chen's not a superstar, no. but they put four lines out there. Every night that you had to play hard against all four lines. That's what Montreal is trying to do. That's what they. Yeah. And you know, so you can win. uh, You can win that way. Sorry. Right. You can win that way. They proved it. Oh, if you
0: can roll. Yeah.
1: Not every team gets to be Tampa Bay and have Stamkos and Kucherov and Braden Point.
0: Yeah. No, right? right
1: like look at look at what happened to boston this year they don't they Whoa. don't have a third line
0: oh that's true yeah no they're I and mean, there's something they don't have a well they do have a second line it's true it's a two-line team right and montreal montreal doesn't have a first line we have three
1: we have four three third lines second. right line, <laughs> yeah. second one second line <laughs> Yeah,
0: like I don't okay. think our
1: fourth line's that much worse than our second line.
0: Well, during the season, I don't know if that's the same going forward because they traded Thompson yeah. and uh, their Cousins. It makes a difference. Oh, man, but you're right, different. though. You're right. Yeah, it, it, it Here's did the, make the it
1: thing good. with Domi. Domi wants to play center. Domi has to yeah. get better at face-offs. If he wants to beat those other two kids out for center position, his meal ticket is to Get better at faceoffs because those other two kids are not that good at faceoffs.
0: Well, okay, but I mean they they potentially could get better too. But you're right, and defensively responsible a little bit more.
1: But if he's playing, if he ends up being your first line center or your second
0: line center, does he have to be as responsible? Well, this is true, and I would think he'd be second. I don't know if he'd be over Suzuki first line, but, but yeah, to me, right. I
1: don't. I still don't put. Suzuki locked in on the top line.
0: Well, I wouldn't lock him in, but I'm leaning.
1: I way. I still think Danino's the 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 first line center
0: until somebody else. Steps you think? Up. Okay, so I know I get your point. You know what? I I think I said it in a video where I was talking that I expect to see him as first line, but I could see them taking some time. And letting Suzuki re-earn that again, like yeah. making sure that he's got, you know, I could see that. It,
1: it, it, really, it, it's not the way Suzuki plays the game. That's not the problem. It's just the face-off. And there's only only one way you get better at face-offs, and that is through experience. You've got to learn. Right. These, these young players are a huge disadvantage because they don't know the tendency of the guy they're standing across from, right? That's stuff you learn right over over a couple of years in the season or in the couple of years in the league. Like you learn, okay, this guy turns his foot this way, so I can get an edge on him here, or this guy holds a stick like this, right? right? Like that's stuff you're only gonna learn by doing it.
0: Yeah, coaching and experience, yeah. Right? Like so and look how
1: much I don't I don't remember Domi's – Face off percentages. I think he was pretty close to 50% this year if he wasn't 50%. And the year before that, he was below 40%. I'm pretty sure he already took a big jump.
0: True. He wasn't very good that first year as far as in the face off circle.
1: So, I mean, but I think he don't, I don't think he took as many face offs this year as he did the
0: year before. Um, no, I would think he didn't, no. No, no, I would think he, he didn't, but, um, yeah, I did, I actually, I didn't realize, it's true, you're right, he did get better in the face-off circle. I just remember a quote from him, um, in uh, KK's uh, rookie season where he was saying how much better at face-offs KK was then, than he was. Yeah. But that was his first year being a center, so... Yeah. It was really early on. I remember it was really early on. That just comes to mind. <laughs> Don't know why I brought that up. Okay, let's try to move on because we're we're getting we're just spending too much time on this. this is <laughs> a, another subject we can. <laughs> and I wanted to ask. Uh, no, we won't get into that. Let's let's cover um, quickly. Uh, Patrick Liney. I did a video, and we've talked about Patrick Liney a couple of times. Um, I did a video about it that you you said was my best video uh, to date. About Patrick Line and possible deal to get him. So, do you think a Patrick Line deal makes sense for Montreal, which I think is going to say yes? And then, uh, what do you think it would take to get Line from the Jets? Uh, you cut out on me there. What was I hear the last of that? Oh, I apologize. Didn't know that. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, Patrick Line. So, does uh, yeah. a Patrick Laine deal make sense for Montreal? And what do you think it would take to get him from the Jets?
1: I think Patrick Liney is the answer. You get Patrick Liney and sign a left shot or left side defenseman. We're a cup contender, and I think you do whatever you need to do to get Patrick Liney in Montreal. Other than trading off the actual roster right now, unless it's uh, Adomie or. I would have a hard time giving up in If you're giving up Domi, um, oh
0: yeah, I don't want to get it's like I'm, I mean,
1: I'm not you're not giving up anybody down the middle. No, to, to get lining well, unless well, Domi Domi, Domi's, a, Domi's a center, right? If, if unless you're counting him as a center, yeah, to me, I, to me, he's not a center. I no, okay, but Winnipeg needs
0: a second line center. I think they'd be interested. Domi, Domi's better than little. That's what I mean. Yeah. They have to, They want him
1: to replace Littles, so, so yeah. yeah. To me, to Domi in Montreal is not a center. On another team that needs a second-line center, there you go, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I think the trade starts with Domi. Uh, you're going to have to give up a pretty good prospect, I would think, in the deal, probably two of them. And you're probably going to have to give up a couple first-round picks. Maybe one. The, the only thing that hang up for me on Line A is the fact that he's only got one more year on his deal.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, well, you, we talked about that, right? Yeah. He's got to come with an extension. It's got to be a sign and trade or or something to that effect. Has to, to. Yeah,
1: I agree. And the 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 issue with with uh, line A though is. You bring him in and he doesn't perform. Can he handle Montreal if he goes into a slump like he did this year for scoring?
0: Yeah, you're right. Because he's not
1: signed and that happens. You just gave away a big chunk of your future for one year of a player.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't have that happen. And that's a good chance that something like that could happen here. But I okay. think like – Listen, all... I have – Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just... no, no, you go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, ahead.
1: like, I think where Liney was playing in in uh, Winnipeg on the second line or first line, I guess he was second line, and he didn't have the center yeah. – and he had he had a winger. He's going to come to Montreal and be on the top line, or even if he's on the second line here, he's going to be playing with better players than he was. Yeah in in Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a better Yeah, I know team this is And they don't even need line A, but I I just don't see how they can give him up.
0: Yeah, I don't, I have to agree. I don't see it, but be nice, but I don't see it. Like, that's crazy that
1: you're going to give up on a 22-year-old that's already scored over, what, 120-some goals in the NHL, 130 goals.
0: 138 goals. By the age of 22, Ovechkin had 98 at the same (laughs) age, just to some context. Like for what reason
1: other the only way you reason you're trading him is because he you know he's not going to sign an extension with you
0: right yeah or or you can't afford the extension
1: to me though, not I I would cheap. I would move out another player before I like the only guy in in Winnipeg that I would truly would be untradeable to me would be Mark Shifley. I'd trade everybody else. Really?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've heard, you know, it's funny because I was reading stuff about that and uh, I was seeing them mentioning, you know, trading Connor and trading. I was like, wow, really? I wouldn't have thought that they would, you know, that um, they would be talking so easily about trading some of these guys that I thought are big parts of that team. But, yeah, you may be right but uh, Shifley's the only but one. The other that, thing is, uh, too, is
1: I don't know their system, what they got in the pipeline. So they may know that, hey, we got a kid that can step in here in a year or two, and if we keep Ehlers and Brown, or, yeah, Brown is, what's his name? The other fellow they got, Connor? Kyle Connor. Connor is that yeah, Kyle Connor. Yeah, Kyle Connor. Yeah, yeah. keep him, and and Ehlers moves up. He's not going to have the same point production as or goal scoring acumen as as uh, as lining. But his points production is going to still be there. And we know we got this kid that's going to fill in in another year or two. That's going to play on the third line next year and he's going to get 20 or 30 points. That season, but then the season after they expect him to be a 50 60 point player. Like, I I just, I'm, I'm assuming they must have something like that going on for them to even think about trading Ealers and, and Line
0: A. Well, it's not official or anything, so it's I don't know how much of it is rumor or whatever, but there's a lot of talk about it, that's for sure. I think the,
1: all the talk I'm, for it is on Montreal Radio and on Winnipeg Radio. I don't think anybody no else problem, in the league is no. talking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might be right, you might be right. You might but I got an interesting question I just thought of actually. Um, so you you said that that's what Montreal's they like Montreal's missing this. This is what we need. We got to have them. That's the key. One of the keys to to winning. Why is that not the case in Winnipeg then? That they'd be able to to
1: because they move him. They have they have Wheeler. They have Shifley, They have Ehlers. They have Connor. They have Halabak. They have the.
0: This is true. Right? Like, they got a lot. They got a lot more scoring around him than we do here in Montreal. Yeah. That's actually very. True. And. Yeah. To them, I,
1: I I don't know how you think aligning is a luxury. To me, he's a person you build around, I'm not someone you think about moving. Like I'd be, I'd be thinking about getting rid of Wheeler at this point because he's because of his age. That's what that's the move I would be making if I was Winnipeg, even though he's the captain, he's the heart and soul of the team, all this other thing. But they got Mark Shifley to take over that role, in my opinion. Mark Shifley's the most underrated player in the league, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's the way they're gonna go. I don't I don't see Patrick Liney being moved personally. I think that you they've got other ways to go. I don't know why. Maybe they're you know, this is there because he's only got the one year left. Uh, on his deal, maybe it's a negotiation tactic. I don't know. I just can't see, like you say, why would you move a guy like that at 22 years old, who's got so much potential? I just, I, I think they have other moves they can make, and keep him around, unless they know something we don't know about him, character wise or something. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 think, I don't see it happening. I and like everybody goes on about how he got the whole
1: fortnight thing and everything last year, he went through all of that last year. True. He right. Did. And then came out this year yeah. and played better. Didn't put up the goals. I mean, he scored 18 goals in one month and then did nothing again for weeks and weeks on end, but he was still putting up assists. His plus minus, I think was better. He played a more physical role in some, some cases. Like, I don't think he's the most physical player out there, but he's not, he's no slouch. Yeah. He's but his game seemed to be more well-rounded.
0: Well-rounded. I was going to use that term. <laughs> he, he, took it right. he had a more well-rounded game. Yeah, he de- definitely did. And it was the first time in his career, a short one, I get, but that he had more assistant points, uh, goals, I mean. yeah. So, you know, that's an interest. so he shows that his game is a little bit more well-rounded. You know, he wasn't just standing there trying well, to one-time everything, care. you know. He got – yeah, definitely. He had yeah.
1: all the yeah. season before because of Fortnite that he came out and did that this year. Yeah. but yeah. he still yeah. has room for improvement because he didn't score as many goals.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. He didn't score this. but um, it shows though that you know when you turn it around, where you're going from more goals than more goals than assists, and you switch that around, it shows a little maturity, you know. Um, you're, you're contributing more to your team, I think, when you're a little more well-rounded like that. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay, so we're going to switch topics here again. And we're going to go, I think, quickly here on uh, Al ekman Larson. He's in a very similar situation in that he's rumored to be on the move. I think it's more of a rumor um, than, okay, you have my video today, Chris Letang. It's more of a rumor that he's going to get moved, uh, or more of a realistic thing than, that he's going to get moved than uh, Latang. So I'm just wondering uh, would you consider, I think I know the really answer, <laughs> would you consider trading for Oliver Ekman Larson, considering his current contract and his no movement clause? I
1: consider it because you consider everything when you get a player like that. I also don't think he's as good as everybody. Has been going on about him the last few days. He's he's kind of taken a little bit of a downturn the last year or two. I mean, I didn't really look at his numbers, but I no, it's true. He it has. It's true. That's he's. A, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of term. But if you get him, you get him. You're replacing. You're getting what you need. The 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 only issue I really have with them is what's it going to cost to get them, and with the flat cap, that's what bothers me about him. I think
0: what what was the second thing? I didn't I didn't hear you fully. The fact that there's a flat going to be a flat cap. Oh, the flat cap. Yeah, right. And that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I can tell you. I can tell you what I've heard about what they're looking to get back from. They're, they're not looking for um, – apparently, they're not looking to get better from trading him this season. So they're looking for picks and prospects mostly. So it's not a, a huge price to get him, but the price is the, that the $8.25 a season for seven years. It's not like it's just a couple. Well,
1: know? they need to free up some
0: it's money too who uh, Arizona, I heard it's not their main re- they're not doing that to free up money. it's more to um, because they lost um, they had that um, penalty for um, uh, working players out at the combine or before the combine. Yeah, so they lost their second round pick this year this draft and the first round next year. So they have no uh, they have no draft picks till the fourth round this year. And they have only one in the first three rounds next season.
1: I mean, to me though, so they're looking if you can get them for if you can get from I don't know Ryan Paling in a second round pick, sure, okay, fine. Then you don't have to worry about. No, oh, I don't think. that that's what I mean, right? Like, but see that that money is yeah, the that's... issue, right? Like, for any team that's going to take him on, it's the money that's going to be the issue. So you're not going to want to give up a whole lot to take on that contract.
0: Well, I kind of... I In my in the video, I gave them... I figured they're going to want next year's first round pick because they don't have one. They're going to want a second round pick this year because we have three, so we can give them a second round. Uh, so I figured those two things are in there. I had Paling. I had Paling. I figured they probably want another defenseman back, like a Mete yeah. or a Kulak. I, I... You know?
1: I don't know. I'm just not sold on. Like, he's a good player. He's a great player. If you get him, it shores up one spot on your team. I don't think you're going to be uh, subtracting too much from the from the roster to get him. And I don't think you're going to give up too much of your future to get him. It's.
0: I don't think so either. I think
1: it's the it's the ability to what you can do in three or four
0: years. Yeah. How bad does that contract look four or five years down the road? I don't think
1: it's going to look, I don't think it's going to look any worse than the Shea Weber contract does today.
0: Okay. But look at the flack they get for that Weber contract and his age and all that. So do we need two guys like that?
1: Like, you know, Hey, I'll take, I'll take another Weber tomorrow on our team.
0: I, okay, I didn't mean it in that way. <laughs> and I'm not saying uh, ekman Larson's a Weber either, right? He's not. Yeah. But he would fill that hole that they have there on the left side. He'd play well with Weber, I would think. That would be a great combo. Would look good, but you can't get away from – you know, it, if it, if his contract was two more years running, even three, okay, that's not horrible because, you know, it's not a ton of time. But it's a seven-year yeah. contract and he's not going to get that much easier to trade the older he gets. How old is he, Twenty nine, thirty. So, he, he's 29, so he's not super old. But still, four years in, he's 33. Yeah. He starts to get old, and some defensemen, they're really on the downswing at that point, like big time. So you don't know. It's a risk. Oh, every trade's
1: a risk. I, I, like but, said, I said, that, that rumor doesn't... Like, it doesn't fire me up. Uh, okay, so... If we're, they
0: did, I'm we're not going
1: to hate it. If they do it, I'm not going to hate it because it makes them better next
0: year. That's why I was tentative, yes, in my video. I was tentative, but yeah, I kind of don't... Anyway, I don't think... I think I don't know if that's a great... And besides, he has a no-movement clause. Although I said, I, you know, he'd probably want to come to Montreal, but that could affect things. So. Okay, we're going to have to move off of... uh What's he
1: that? makes them better. That's the bottom line. Does he make them better in five years, though? No, probably not.
0: He, he would for two, three years for sure, and then the problem is the length of that contract, and it could be an albatross around their neck. Down, who knows? We don't know how much the cap is going up, and all that kind of. We don't know. It's a, it's an it's you can guess, but it's an unknown. So, I, I don't really like that part of it. Now, I'll, I'll ask this because I think it's quick. <laughs> Do you think there's a chance Montreal would try to get both line a and o e l Oliver and Larson you think i don't think they can, can or they st- too long. well i i kind of think they can it's a lot of change like a lot of movement i think they can do it but i i would they i i don't know i i think do you go after that much salary coming back to you for two guys, I don't know. Well, I, I don't think you're so. an instant cup contender. Carrie Price is pretty happy, to yeah. Yeah, no, it's the, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be good. I think it would be great, but I don't know that they can do it um, to me. But this I think is why the cap. Oh, sorry, no, I was gonna say they can handle the cap for a year or two. It's beyond that, I don't know how much that really screws you up but in two years time, you've got a bunch of guys covered off the books. That's true. What we were talking about before. You're right. A hundred percent. So, and yeah, you can I really don't know. change do you think the would...
1: dynamic of the team. Plus you give yourself a two year window to win. To legit win.
0: No, it's true. I'm
1: all in. I do it. If you get, if you can get both of those guys or two players like that, you do it. If you're just going after one, uh, I'm not I'm not sold on it. And that's what I mean when like, it didn't spark my interest as much because I'm like, well, if they do that, then they're not going to do anything else. But if you can get two players like that, yeah, it doesn't even necessarily have to be those two players. I wish it would be. I do it. Because then you've got a two-year legit shot because everybody is in the window then. You've got the young kids. Yeah. You've well, got price and Weber like still at the top of their game you've got uh, two seasons to win a cup and if you don't you, then you then you're, then you blow it up and you, you let Tatar go and you let Gallagher go and you let all these guys that are gonna be free agents because you know what they're probably not gonna be happy anyway after they don't win a cup with two years with the, with, with that roster it's gonna be time to change it up and
0: no, it's true, and and you know what it else it does when you think about it with the Jake Allen trade, it would solve all the three big pieces that they needed to fix. Yeah. One year you solved everything, uh, well hopefully, and the chemistry's all there, so it solves the problems, and you go out and you should be able to win. You know, it would give them the best shot to win a cup. I think they're next. better than the league, well, within Price's. It well, it we'd give a carry Price, like you said, he'd be happy because he'd give him a legitimate shot finally at a cup. It would.
1: That would be if if I saw the uh, two moves like that, I'd, I'd be buying season tickets.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I'd don't be flying too. up yeah, every weekend. <laughs> so hey, you never know. Maybe that's something he tries. You know, I doubt he can actually. Land them both I mean I mean, uh, Something that hasn't happened here in forever Uh, So I'm not going to count on it But And we would never know Like if he doesn't land them We don't know if he tried We'll never know But I would hope he'd try to do something like that Oh, it'd be crazy It'd be crazy But that's what I think needs to happen
1: this year Is I think they need to go and get two players like that Or very close to that level If you can get a pretty steady veteran left side defenseman and a pretty like a a player that another gallagher only with size or or another guy like tatar with with some size that i think that automatically makes us a contender Oh,
0: I think so. If too, you can get two
1: superstars, or well, I can I classify Line A as a superstar. I don't classify OEL as a superstar, but he's definitely an all star player.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get that those quality players. You you're you're in the right. Oh yeah.
1: And and like I was talking earlier about like even if you went after somebody like a Jaden Schwartz and an OEL, I think we're better.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. As long as you're plugging some of those holes that's gotta be plugged, yeah. You're gonna get better. You know.
1: But it all rides um okay. It all rides on the yes. fact though that Suzuki and Kotanyami keep getting better and don't regress. Oh, yeah. Which is very simple to happen when you're talking it's about cool. young players
0: it could but i'm going to give you an interesting my interesting view on that okay so we had this long delay before we got to the uh, rtp right yeah. so did you notice how the guy the suzuki and kk they kind of came back better like they had an off season mm-hmm. right so you can almost say their second season was the rtp yeah it's short but it's sort of like that now they're going to have another two Maybe three months off. They're young guys. They're all, again, should come back better. And this could be like their third season. They might be able to avoid that, you know, that jinx. Well, KK's been through it, but Suzuki might be able to avoid that sophomore jinx because of these long layoffs, I think.
1: Yeah, but they didn't play many games when they came back. No, I get it. I get it. uh, Snapshot of what? A season would be right.
0: I get that, but you've got to take into account how well he did, Suzuki. He didn't. He didn't skip a beat. I, I think I like to think that that's a good sign for my theory. Mm. So I don't it's my theory. I'm going. Yeah. With that. So I'm hoping for him not to have sophomore boots next year because of that. I'm going to call him and tell him, "Hey, this is the theory. You got to live by it." <laughs> If only. Yeah. I'm going to have to move on here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody. <laughs> I couldn't hold that back. Sorry about that. All okay. Right. Um, I promised this new segment outside the box. I'm wondering, we're at an hour. i wonder if we have time to do that. Um, okay. We're going to do a, a quick version of it because I want to talk about the thing you're going to bring up that you're not going to make me bring up so I don't look bad. We're going to talk outside the box. So this is a segment just talking about things that um, I guess, like the name and uh, you know, outside the box that aren't the normal way of looking maybe at a situation. So I know Jeff wants to talk about a possible person that could move from the Habs. Go ahead, Jeff. You can take it from there <laughs> if you can. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh...
1: Try and put the fire out before I started here. (laughs) Half of our fan base is so critical of Carey Price. And they're so quick to want to trade him all of the time. And we, some of us think yes, some of us think no. Some of us are like, well, depends on what we got for him. And it always comes down to, oh, well, Carey Price what not as good as he used to be or whatever reason, whatever is the flavor of the week that week when it the trade carry Price rumors start, or not rumors, but comments start. <clears throat> Why no. don't, like, Brendan Gallagher has been here just as long as Carey Price. And he hasn't won nothing either. Why are we ever saying... Let's trade Brandon Gallagher. And I'm not saying I, – I love the guy. I'm not I'm just saying I want to trade him. But at the same time, we're <laughs> so quick to want to trade away Kerry Price. Why is it Gallagher gets this pass? Is it just because of the money? Because Gallagher's going to get paid next year. And when he – He is. I wonder if he's not. Right? And when he only scores Sorry. 20 goals and he's making $8 million – are are the fans going to be screaming to trade him? Because if it's just about money, yeah, they're... like yeah. Gallagher has just has been just as unsuccessful as Carey Price has at winning the Stanley Cups. Yeah. And like I said, I, I I love the guy. I love the way he plays the game. Now, the other part to this is though is if Winnipeg comes to you and says they, they're, they're still a contender. They they feel they're a contender. They just need to change things up a little bit, get a different feel in their locker room, and and get a little more grit or something like that. And they say, we'll trade you Patrick Lainey for Brendan Gallagher and a second-round pick, or even Brendan Gallagher straight up for Patrick Lainey. They're both on one-year deals. Would you do it? Because I would, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I would have trouble doing that. I,
1: I but I'm also I, it's another thing out of the box here. Like, I'm also a little bit in love with the idea of having a having a guy like Patrick lining, but when you really look at their stats, they're pretty much the same player. Like. Goal and point wise even- I mean, Line put more up more assists oh. this year than he, he had before, but usually they score more goals than they get assists.
0: Well, well wait, but Line gotten in the 60s and like he's hit 70. I mean, Gallagher hasn't done that. No, sorry, I didn't hear that. He gets more. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Gallagher hasn't gotten the points totals for the season. No, but he does so, other I things for A's. you
1: on the ice that Line, a, I don't think that, This is true.
0: To kind of offset that. Oh, yeah. He's tougher. He's a much tougher player than line a That's without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I No, I see your point. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. It, the, I mean, the only thing is, look, what if you got line a for the one year, you traded Gallagher away, line a walks. You you, could, you don't have Gallagher either. That's gonna feel. That's gonna be tough. No, But Gallagher probably won't That's gonna be in tough. Either
1: might be able to re-sign him. True, <laughs> that
0: yeah, but never you, know, you know what? But you know what so, is? It was a point was made with the ga- with the with Kovalchuk last year. Remember Kovalchuk? They traded him, or they were they were they talking about trading him, or when he went to Washington, we're gonna get mm-hmm. him back. He's going I never want to go back. Him. But what if, the guy, what, what if the guy goes there, has some success there, likes the city there, likes his teammates? Doesn't mean he's going to come back. You know, he might like it there and go, oh, I can play here too. I mean, the same thing could be said for Gallagher. Although I like to believe Gallagher's got the uh, blue, blanc rouge on his heart. But you don't know.
1: I don't know. I want to take that chance with Gallagher. I I don't either. But, I mean, what if that? Like, that's a legit – that could be the offer. That Or that could be the ask, I should say, not the offer. That could be the ask.
0: Really? You think, though, that – you don't think they would ask for more than Galley for Lainey?
1: It depends on what their goal is. If their goal is just to change things up a little bit and and get another battle-tested type player – and they know they only they know they can sign Gallant, re-sign Gallagher cheaper than they can resign Line A. Eh?
0: That's true. Right. And they probably could. I mean that's that's probably true there. But they have said it's it's come out that they're looking for a uh, second line center, uh uh top four, preferably right defenseman, and I think they said a prospect or a pick. That's what's come out that that's what they think uh, Winnipeg is asking back. So Gallagher doesn't really fit that. But this is outside the box, and that's an outside-the-box just way a, of looking it, at it because it makes a lot of sense. You know, it does. But, it, I mean, I, I, don't, you know. I don't see them trading
1: Gallagher, but it is a conversation that kind of started. I've heard rumblings about it, and I had brought it up a couple weeks ago, I think, with you and i was like well i yeah. mean everybody wants to trade price they're so quick to trade price why why don't we ever want to trade gallagher
0: and you yeah, know that's a good point because that's a really good point cuz price you know what gallagher's a heart and soul of a team but price. so is price yeah he is
1: <laughs> and and i you and know whenever i hear that from 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 fans or friends that i talk to and they say oh we got to get rid of price wakes too much. Um, oh, he, never, he hasn't won anything. I go, well, then why don't you want to get rid yeah. of Gallagher? Gallagher's your favorite player. Why don't you want to get rid of him? Just because you love him? He hasn't won anything yeah. either. Is it because he was never expected to win anything? Because he was never this highly touted, he was kind of like this Find, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, wow, this kid's really good. We weren't expecting him to be this good. Yeah. Is that why we we probably you know what I mean? Know? That's a
0: good point. That's a good point.
1: like. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. point. I, like I said, I I love Gallagher. He's he's nobody. I don't think anybody works harder on the Montreal Canadiens than he does. And well. he, he's he's a different look out there than. Then he his personality is a different look compared to the other team leaders, which are Price and Weber, right? Gallagher's the right the hard worker. Though, and so we're Price and I'm, I guarantee a Price and Weber work just as hard, if not harder, than Gallagher. But Gallagher's gives a different feel, a different emotion than those guys. Those guys are like they're like brick walls. You're not you don't know if they're upset or or excited. You can never tell. <laughs> Gallagher, you know. It's true. It's true. It's true. Where Gallagher
0: is kind of where. Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. Where's his heart on his sleeve? Yeah, it's it's true. It's a good point. Right. Okay. So, sorry, do you have more to add? No. No. Sorry. Okay. No. Just because we're really short yeah. on time. So that's the that's our first installment of outside the box. We'll try to do that every um, every podcast. Just take one subject. I just look at it. A little differently than everybody's talking about. Because, honestly, like you said, if you say that around too many Habs fans, there are going to be some that are going to be really angry with you with that, but it's saying that. And it's completely about,
1: acceptable to say, trade carry Price.
0: I, I think there's a lot... There's a lot less people who will get upset at that, but there'll still be a lot that get upset. But I think with Gallagher, people probably want to fight you even, you know. Like
1: that <laughs> kind of thing. It's Maybe
0: that <laughs> uh, I just want, it's to, true. Trade. Okay, yeah.
1: want to trade Brandon Gallagher, but at the same time, if the right offer came along, he is a free agent next year, and there is no guarantee that he's going to re-sign in Montreal. And there's. No guarantee that he's going to take a deal like he already took once.
0: Oh yeah, for sure
1: there's no guarantee for that. Where I'm at with it. It's like, what if he says, Oh, I'm I want eight million, not a penny less, and I already gave you guys a deal, and we're into a situation where he, he won't he won't sign. Then what?
0: Yeah, I kind of doubt it, but I, I get your point is valid because uh, we don't know. Maybe uh, you're right. that he all of a sudden, he's, look, I gave you guys a lot and blah, blah, blah. I want to I be paid now. Exactly. You're right. probably not wrong, but $8, eight million is too much. Well, but, uh, yeah, just throw you're, that you're right, right. But, I mean,
1: what's he making now? Six, it's, six it's and a half, like, six point seven yeah. five, 6.75, something like that, isn't it?
0: No, well, but you're not the only one threw that number out. I've heard that number before. It's not, it's not on like it's not. You're the only one saying that. So, yeah, that's it's a bit much in my opinion. But you know what? He, you never know. He could get it, but I don't know. Okay, we're gonna move on though for <laughs> away from. So that was outside the box, and hopefully, um, we'll we'll do that every week, and hopefully, you guys enjoy that. Just, um, and this is going uh, to no, on the funny. podcast because Rick's going to get
1: murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a bad segment.
1: No. <laughs> I hope okay, everybody so understands. Gonna... I'm just throwing it out there.
0: <laughs> uh, there would be a lot more swearing on the podcast tonight if this was the last one. Because we were getting kicked off the air. <laughs> I, I wish Scott
1: was here for that one. I'd love to hear what he had to say. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we'd understand okay, okay, because okay. He'd, be get, he'd be into his new by by his
0: blood pressure be up so high, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I think, yeah. With that last subject, the outside the box, I think you might have had a a fight there too uh, with trading Price and trading Gallagher. I don't know if Scott could handle that. He'll let us know next week, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, Scott will be back on next week. But, uh, we're going to just t- take a look at one last thing. It's because it's uh, we're getting close to the finals. So I just wanted to know uh, your predictions for who you think will make it to the, uh, the final two and who might win. Who you... Uh, We'll get it on like tape so people can use it against us when we're wrong.
1: Who? I think it's going to be Vegas and Tampa Bay, but I'm really, really hoping for
0: the Islanders. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, cool. So, who do you think if it's Vegas and Tampa Bay, uh, who wins? I'm, I'm getting the coin out here to
1: flip. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, I. I think it's Tampa's year. Yeah, me too. I, I've got Tampa for that. I think – I'm actually hoping to see, for some reason, don't ask me why, Dallas and uh, Tampa. and uh, But I think either way, if it's Vegas, I think it's still da- – uh, Tampa's going to win. I called them – it's funny because I had Washington, Colorado – as soon as that wasn't happening, I did think it was gonna be Tampa. I said it I think I said it on tape. And uh so yeah, so it looks like um it looks like that's I like I don't know what the score is today. We're filming, we're recording this. Oh, I don't know what time is it exactly. Uh oh, the game's either over or close to over. No, it should be in the third period. So I don't know what the score is. Jeff doesn't know what the score is, but um yeah, I, I kinda think Tampa will be the main winner Yeah. Okay. We were gonna
1: sorry I just want to know I also would never pick Dallas for anything I don't like
0: Dallas <laughs> never did never will I liked them when they were the North <laughs> it's not actually that I like Dallas it's just I had this feeling it's just one of those gut things that's all I, know I don't like Dallas in particular either I only like um, I also- only like
1: Dallas when they had Bobby Smith good
0: Nova Scotia boy <laughs> yeah, yeah but- to in Montreal yeah. but yeah yeah exactly <laughs> okay so um we were gonna tackle that other subject which we're uh, not gonna say here we'll do it in the next one because we're really running out of time so and it's not it, that that's something we can talk about at any particular point it's not gonna it's not like it's uh i want to say germane to this week because of what's going on um so that's it for this week um i hope everybody enjoyed that uh i didn't think we'd go this long just the two of us but It was a lot of fun doing. I'm sure, Jeff, you must have had fun doing this, I hope. Anyway.
1: well, I talked uh, 45 minutes longer than I thought we'd
0: last. (laughs) Yeah, really. I I thought we'd run through this a lot quicker, but it's okay because that's what hopefully good podcasting is all about. Um, So that's it for the week. Um, We'll be back next week. I'm not sure if – I'm hoping Jeff will be able to be on. I'm pretty sure Scott will be able to be on. I'm not sure about Morgan. I, he hasn't answered me back, so when I hear back from Morgan, I'll be able to know whether Morgan I'll will be I'll here next week as well. Hopefully we get everybody back. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I hope everybody gets back on. We'll have another big round table. And, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Tackle the subjects of the day for next week. Everything changes pretty quickly. So uh, we'll see what comes up. And um, I think that's it. So uh, hopefully we'll see everybody next week on – well, we won't see you. Uh, Hopefully you'll all be listening to us next week on the podcast. And, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to add anything to that. Jeff, you want to add anything to that? You can say goodbye at the same time, and then I'll I'll close it out. Ah, uh, just everybody have a good week, and hopefully
1: we uh, I make it through the week. I don't get assassinated for wanting to trade Brendan Gallagher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good point. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen, and we have you back next week. Uh, uh, for me, I'm uh, just uh, gonna say. Good night, everybody, depending when you're watching. You could be listening to this in the morning, and I'm saying good night. Have a great week. Hopefully you'll be back for next week, and we'll have some good subjects to talk about and some good um, uh, roundtable discussion. I think we'll do a roundtable next week on whatever the hell we're going to talk about. So thanks, everybody, for listening this week. See you next week. Peace out, y'all. And that's it from Habs Coast to Coast. Bye, everybody.